Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. All right, good morning. Welcome to um, Daily Prayer, Daily Podcast. Today we're in Luke chapter 1 and uh, starting the Gospel of Luke. And yes, it is uh, super long, 70-something, 80, sorry, 80 verses. So we will not go through all 80 today because some of you got to get to work. But um, we'll do that. We'll do. We'll try to do half. Um, at least get to at least get to verse twenty-five today. So we'll try to do one through twenty-five, and then we'll um, we'll go from there. Because um, obviously there's a lot of introductory stuff and stuff, so that may take a little time. So we want to give uh, some time to do that. But welcome. You know what we do? We read. We pray. We change the world. So um, yeah. Yeah, so Pastor Tim just put a plug on here for more. If you want more from the Gospel of Luke, they're doing a study through the Gospel of Luke on Sunday mornings at nine o'clock. So, you know, they're a little bit ahead of us. So we're starting at chapter one. They're a little bit farther along. But if you want to dig in a little more, nine o'clock here at Bayside on Sunday mornings. All right. So the Gospel of Luke, um, Luke, you know, the physician. He also wrote the book of Acts. Um, um, you know, we t- I think we talked about him in the last book. He was, um, you know, given a shout out at the end of Colossians. He's Luke, the physician. Um, so, you know, he's a uh, he's concerned about uh, history. So he's also the historian. Um, and uh, having things done in, in, in an orderly fashion, having a, a logic, a detail. Um, we have a lot to owe Luke because we are able to anchor a lot of the ministry of Jesus in history because of what Luke provides for us. You'll notice that he often links historic, often links the events of Jesus' life with a particularly a a Roman emperor. So, for example, in the year that's uh, Caesar Augustus uh, issued a decree, so that Roman history is connected with early Christian history. So the gospel of Luke gives us a lot of that more than any other gospel. So, um, all right, let's do this. See what the Lord wants to tell us today. Welcome everybody. Great to have you on. Um, Luke chapter one, verse one, many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us. All right. So Luke is uh, acknowledging that other people have already written down some accounts of Jesus. Um, perhaps he's referring to Matthew or Mark, the Gospels of Matthew and Mark. Um, it's believed that John was written later, so he's probably not talking about the Gospel of John. But uh, Matthew and uh, Mark, and perhaps there were other uh, uninspired um, <clears throat> biographies of Jesus that were floating around. Who knows? But clearly Luke says, I'm aware that there are other. See, like, I don't know about you, but like when I first became a Christian, I thought like, uh, you know, they just went in, like the writers of the Bible just went into a room 
with a pen and we're just like waiting for divine inspiration. Okay, now all right. <laughs> and then when the inspiration stopped, the pen stopped. You know, if that's our understanding of in inspiration, that's not exactly how it works. Um, here we see that Luke actually does research, guided by the Holy Spirit, guided by the Lord, but he is aware of other writings. And watch what he'll say. He says, just as they, um, verse two, just as they were handed down to us by those who uh, from the first were eyewitnesses and servants of the word. Okay, so uh, criteria for um, scripture was that the, those, uh, those, those biographies and uh, gospels that were uh, in circulation, they were written by eyewitnesses. They were, they were eyewitness testimonies of the events. So it wasn't, uh, sorry about that. I mean, those of you looking at this on video, I just took my hat off, probably blinded you with the light off my, off my shiny head. My apologies. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, they were eyewitnesses. Peter will say the same in his epistle. Um, so they were eyewitnesses of the, word, uh, of the word. Verse three, with this in mind, since I myself have carefully investigated, he's done research, carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I too decided to write an orderly account for you. Okay, so he's sitting down with the intent of writing an account of the gospel of Jesus, the story of Jesus' life, the story of his ministry. And uh, he's investigated it. He's done research. So, um, you know, sometimes when we see multiple accounts of the same thing in multiple Gospels, so like you see um, a parable that appears or a story that appears in multiple accounts, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, this should not rise, this should not ring alarm. They're both, all three of them are trying to do essentially the same thing for different audiences. So, they, of course, they're going to re re retell some of the same stories. Um, retell some of the same events from Jesus' life. So Luke sits down to investigate everything from the beginning. Um, it's interesting because one of the things I do is I, I teach biblical studies for uh, Regent University online, and often, you know, students will, we come to the scripture with these assumptions, uh, and we think, wow, the, 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 you know, how do, we, how do we reconcile divine inspiration with this? It's like, there's there there it doesn't affect divine inspiration at all. It affects your interpretation of what divine inspiration looks like. <laughs> if you think divine inspiration is you know heavenly tablets fell from the sky, and that's the only way God can can inspire scripture, then you then you have a problem. <laughs> then this verse is problematic. But if you understand that God can inspire people to do research you can that god can inspire people to bring material together for his purpose um if that god can inspire a writer to to accurately tell the story of jesus if that's your understanding of interpret of divine inspiration of the bible then there is no problem often what we think is a problem for the divine inspiration of the scripture is really a problem with our understanding of how that happens and scripture often isn't really concerned with our, our, what our, you know, how we want it to be done. 
Wouldn't it be cooler? Wouldn't it just be cooler if the tablets just floated down from the sky? Eh, maybe. Maybe. Or it could be cooler that God uses people's abilities and talents to record um, and to pass on um, the story of Jesus. I think that's pretty cool. All right. <clears throat> so uh, I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning. I, too, decided to write an orderly account. That's his purpose. He's like, Matthew and Luke, they all over the place. <laughs> Matthew and Luke, man, they all over the place. I can't even follow what they're trying to do. You can say he said he was aware of the previous accounts. Like, they, they, there's all of I need. We, we need some more order. Now, they're orderly accounts, but Luke is even more orderly. <laughs> it's like me and my wife. I, I'm fairly organized, but next to her, like, I'm I'm a I'm pig pen. <laughs> I'm picking like when I'm around Christy, I feel unorganized because <laughs> she is like super organized. It's a gift. She's talented. That's why she's so good with money and budgeting and packing and all that stuff. She's organized. I'm I'm kind of organized anyway. So Luke says, those other guys, they were great, great. God used them, but I got to, I got to put this stuff in an orderly fashion. <laughs> so that you may have no, uh, wait, <laughs> orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know this with certain, the certainty of the things you've been taught. So he wants you to have certainty. Theophilus, who's Theophilus? Well, we don't know for sure. It's probably likely a Roman official. Uh, perhaps a, a new, a recent convert to, to Christianity. And so, um, you know, he's a, Theophilus is a, is a uh, it literally means lover of God, Theo, God, Phileo, or Philos, uh, <laughs> um, Phileo comes from lover, uh, love of God. So love of God, Phileo. So is it, it could be a generic term. To someone who loves God, this is for anyone who loves God. You love God, you want to love God, you want to know more about loving God, this book is for you. Or, or, or and, it's someone who um, per, uh, was a patron for Luke. Not uncommon that someone, a, a wealthy person, would sort of fund the research, fund the study. So Luke obviously had to do some traveling and some research and some study. Um, to prepare this gospel. And so a patron would often fund that, make that possible, sponsor him. So maybe Theophilus is a recent concert, convert who, who also has a little money and uh, was able to sponsor Luke's writing. Yeah, he loved God and he had a little money. <laughs> Sounds like two things you want, right? <laughs> um. But he wants you to be certain, right? That's why Luke is so intentional about linking it historically, because he wants you to have certain. He wants he want this is written for someone who cares about things making sense. Things cares about things being historical. You know, sometimes people say, it doesn't really matter if any of that happened. It's just this was just just Christianity is a good, good, good moral teaching. No, no. Luke would disagree vehemently. He's like, no, no, no. It needs to be historical. These claims need to be true. They need to be anchored in history. And uh, he helps to show us that. All right. 
So that's the introduction. That's called the prologue. Those verse, first four verses are the prologue of the Gospel of Luke, sort of the overview. And interestingly enough, the, those four verses are written in, in classical Greek, very academic Greek, high, uh, high level of language, high level of uh, academic language. Starting in verse five, he shifts gears and he starts writing more in the uh, Greek of the common man, the common person. So the prologue, this very uh, academic sort of um, starting point. But then when he tells the story, he writes in a, in a way that anyone, um, any normal person could understand. All right. So here we go. Welcome, everybody. We're reading the word of God. Gospel of Luke. One of my favorite gospels. I have four favorite gospels. <laughs> and, and Luke is one of them. Uh, in the time of King Herod. Good morning, Edda. Good morning, Deb. See, right there at the beginning. In the time of King Herod. He was letting us know when this happened. In the time of King Herod of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah, his wife, Elizabeth. I like Elizabeth. I ain't gonna lie to you. Zach and Elizabeth, man, that's some, that's some people you just want to know, man. Uh, his wife, Elizabeth, was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. But they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive, and they were both very old. What does it mean? What they're saying is the time for childbirth is slipping away. They're old. And it's interesting that the Bible tells us this is maybe a good word for you today. Remember, the says, the scripture right there, Luke makes the point of saying these people were godly people. They kept the commands of the Lord. They, they kept the degrees of the Lord blamelessly. They were righteous, but not everything went their way. They couldn't have kids. So it wasn't that they weren't doing the right things. It wasn't that they didn't love God. It wasn't that they weren't righteous. It wasn't that they were they needed to be more religious. No, no, no. They loved God. Their hearts were pure, but things were just hard. These were this was one of the things in life that was hard for them. For years and years, they could not have kids. You know, sometimes we don't always understand why hard bad things happen to good people, to righteous people. It just does. So this is, uh, you know, for years and years, Zachariah and Elizabeth were without child. So no one to pass on this, uh, you know, Zachariah is a priest. And this is passed on to the male descendants. So Zachariah is not going to be able to uh, pass on his, uh, this, this privilege of being a priest uh, in the house of God because he has no descendant. So, you know, this was, this was difficult. It was hard. Verse 8. Once when Zechariah's division was on duty and he was serving as priest before God, this happened everyone, he was chosen by lot, and that was right, that's how they were chosen, according to the custom of the priesthood, to go to the temple to, to, of the Lord and burn incense. So it was his, he, he, it was his turn to, to go. Only a couple of times, you know, this, this was a privilege. And when the time for the burning of incense came, all the assembled worshipers were praying outside. So Zach goes in as a priest, burning incense. While he's in there, then the angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. Now, incense represent the prayers of the people. So he praying, and an angel appears. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. Yeah, 
lost my place. Verse 13. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid. Common phrase, right? Do not be afraid. Zechariah, your prayer has been heard. Wow. You know, Zechariah's probably like, you know what? Does God even listen to my prayers? Man, how about that? You'd be praying that. Lord, do you even hear what I'm saying? Yes, I hear you. Says Zachariah, the angel says, "Yes, Zachariah, your prayer has been heard." <laughs> Zachariah's like, "God, do you ever, are you ever gonna hear my wife and I's prayer for a child? Do you know our pain?" Yes, Zachariah, the Lord has heard your prayer. What? He was gripped with fear. Of course he was. I want to be too. The angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing right beside the altar of incense. Verse, uh, where are we at? We're on fourteen, thirteen. But the angel said, don't be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son. And you will call him John. Wow. He will be a joy and delight to you. Until he turns three and then he's going to drive you crazy. <laughs> he's going to be a blessing. He's going to be a blessing. Then he's going to be a three-nager three and then he's going to drive you crazy. He's going to drive you crazy. But you gonna got to remember this moment. This is a blessing. Remember this. This is a blessing right here. So remember that. <laughs> um, he will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Ghost. I just had to say it that way. You know what I'm saying? Even before he was born, he's going to be filled with the Holy Ghost in his mother womb. He will bring back many of people of Israel to the Lord their God. You know what? You know what, friends? You know what, friends? I don't know if there's a better thing in the world to be able to pray over our kids is that they will, that our son and daughter might bring many hearts back to the Lord. What, what better thing is there? More than making a lot of money or becoming a professional athlete or owning a, a business that makes millions or changes, that my son or daughter might bring many hearts back to the Lord. Whoa. Whoa, man. And he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of their parents, their children, and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Wow, man. Praise the Lord. And he did. That is exactly what Zechariah did. Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? Because I'm old, people. <laughs> I'm old. How can I be sure of this? I'm old, man. I'm an old man. My wife is well along in years. I'm old. She old. She act older than I do. <laughs> it's probably the other way around. I'm old, but she act way older. Be honest. Which which what you know, husbands, wives, which which one of you guys act act older? Just be honest. You ain't gotta put it on here. Just talk among yourselves. <laughs> just just talk among yourselves. <laughs> Zachariah's like, I'm old, but she old too. She old. Um <laughs> uh, verse 19. We're going to have to stop after verse 25, guys. Uh, Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? Verse 19, the angel said to him, I am Gabriel. 
I stand in the presence of God. And I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not be able to speak until the day this happens because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time. Ooh. Wow. So Zach, I don't know. I don't know what Zachariah was. I don't know what he was like, but I just imagine this like talker. He liked to talk. He's a people. He like, and then God says, oh, for nine months, you ain't going to say a word. Say, Could you imagine a little Zachariah not being able to talk? Trying to use his hands, his feet, hand signals. <laughs> um, but, you know, sometimes God wants us to be quiet, so we'll think. All right, contemplate. Stop talking. Start thinking. Start contemplating. And that's kind of what God, I think God wanted Zachariah to do, to contemplate, to think, to just marvel in this miracle. Man. You know, we live in a uh, take a picture culture, right? Take a picture. It's like, why don't you just, and, and God is saying, no, I want you just, just, to, just to marvel in this moment, in this extended nine-month moment. <laughs> I want you to take it all in, breathe it in. You know, it's those rests that give birth to praise. And this is just a, a an extended pause so that later on, Zachariah is going to birth forth in praise, but he needs to take it all in. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondering why he had stayed so long in the temple. Because he saw an angel. He was talking to an angel who had been in the presence, Gabriel, who was in the presence of God. When he came out, he could not speak to them. He couldn't tell them. He couldn't even tell them what was going on. He said, you're not going to believe that special angel. Just be free. That's all he could do. Make sounds. Sound. Signs. They realized he had seen a vision in the temple. For he, <laughs> I'm not even going to say what I was thinking right there. Uh, they saw a vision in the temple, for he kept making signs to them, but remained unable to speak. When his time of service was completed, he returned home. After this, his wife, Elizabeth, became pregnant and for five months remained in seclusion. Wow. Verse 25, the Lord has done this for me, she said. In these days, he has shown his favor and has taken away my disgrace among the people. Wow. In that culture, it was a heavy burden for particularly women to carry who, could, who did not um, have children. And so it was shame. It was um, all of those things. And so she carried that for many years. And so she's recognizing the relief that the Lord has provided for her, the blessing. Man, good word for us today, right? Maybe God wants us to be quiet and to see what he's doing and to, to take in the work of God. Maybe maybe God is speaking that to your heart today. Um, maybe God's challenging our understandings of inspiration, reminding us that God can use a lot of ways to bring forth his purposes and power. And he brought and, and he used real people to bring forth his word. And sometimes that conflicts with our uh, preconceived ideas of how the Bible came to be. So. And you know what? Bad things happen to righteous people. We're reminded of that, right? All right, you guys. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. We'll pick up with the second part of Luke tomorrow. Actually, the part two of probably three, but we'll see how far we get tomorrow. Um, we'll pick up with that. But right now, we need to pray. Lord, thank you so much for your word. 
Thank you for uh, your holy word that speaks life to us every single time we allow it to speak. When we open up our hearts and our minds and allow it to speak, Lord, it does. It, it challenges us. It instructs us. It uh, reproves us. And so, God, we thank you for it. Um, Lord, thank you for uh, the Gospel of Luke, this orderly account of the life of Jesus that speaks life and truth to us. Lord, I pray for those who may feel like uh, they're just in a time of struggle and they're wondering why they feel like they're doing all the right things. Lord, may this word be a reminder that even the righteous struggle, that even the righteous have difficult times. Uh, but you are always with us and you always hear our prayers. Lord, thank you that you always hear our prayers. Um, Lord, so in each heart today that may be wondering, or, or if you are listening, may you in some way um, just speak to their heart today those words, the Lord has heard your prayer. God, thank you for my friends. I pray your blessing and encouragement on each of one of them today, whatever they're going through, whatever they're facing today, whatever special measure of grace they need, I pray you might grant it today, Lord, uh, for your glory and your honor and for their encouragement. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you today. Thank you so much for being part of this. This is what we do every day. We read, we pray, we change the world. And we're in the Gospel of Luke. We're going to continue on in the Gospel of Luke tomorrow. And uh, hope you'll join us then. We'll see you next time. God bless. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.